Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life and Sport Podcast. And we're joined by a special guest. And I say that every episode, but that's because every guest I have is special in their own sport. And this is Abby Wilcox. She is, in my opinion, a smoky for the Olympic team for the next Winter Olympics. Um, free skiing World Cup winner and posty. Anyone who doesn't know what that is, there's someone from the Central Coast. Um, first coast you have had on the podcast. Actually, sorry, tell a lie. I thought you were, but you weren't. James Maloney <laughs> was the other one. Um, but I would definitely say you're the first um, Central Coast person who's in an extreme type of sport, which is awesome. First of all, thank you for joining me. And how has your week been so far? Well, thanks for having me. Um, and I'm stoked to be the second Coastie on the podcast now. <laughs> um, yeah, my week be- my week has been really good. I'm over here in Utah training. So it's, uh, it's um, yeah, very snowy, very cold. But yeah, um, training's going well so far. I can't complain. That's fair enough. And obviously, to anyone who doesn't know, you're in the sport of free skiing. So if you could explain to the audience what, first of all, that is and what your current training regimen sort of looks like on a, you know, a day in the life of sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so freestyle aerial skiing is what I do. Um, it's basically a lot of people describe it as gymnastics on skis. Um, okay. Essentially, we ski into one big jump. Um, we ski in about 50, between 50 Ks an hour and 60 Ks an hour. And then we do two or three flips. Um, All them aerial then, stuff. Yep. Um, a couple of twists and then try and land it and ski out of it. And at the end of the day, whoever Without had a broken the- leg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, whoever gets the best score gets on the podium. Um, and yeah, I mean, training for me, it's since I was 18, I've kind of been doing it full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes up, it's pretty much a full-time job, but you're training from 9am until, until 4pm. Um, on the slopes here in Utah, I'm, I'm out there. I spend probably two hours warming up, um, every day. And then I get ready. We, prep the landing we pre- we prep the jump site um and then we start training on the jumps and that goes for about two hours and then after that uh we go to the gym as well so it's um it's pretty full on and it takes a lot of time but wouldn't have it any other way that's fair enough um and obviously you've got to be absolutely dedicated to a sport like that and so my next question is how did you get into free skiing and freestyle skiing yeah, so I did gymnastics growing up. So on the Central Coast, I did gymnastics. Scallywags? Yeah, scallywags. Yeah. I started scallywags. Um, then I went to uh, Gosford Gymnastics. Um, okay. And then I kind of switched between a few different clubs that don't exist anymore. Um, but, yeah, so I did gymnastics and it was actually on a, a trip to the snow with my parents. I decided to do a trampolining class Mm -hmm. and someone came up to me and asked me if I wanted to try this thing called aerial skiing. And I was like, what's that? Um, You're like, I can't (laughs) even ski yet. What are you saying? Freestyle skiing. Like you haven't even watched me ski. I don't know if I'm I'm the person you want me, you want for this, uh, this sport, but yeah. So I got asked to try it and kind of did my research. Um, You know, I, I, found out that we've had so many 
medals in the sport in the past um, and we've been really successful at it in the Olympics. So I thought, yeah, why not? Let's just uh, give this a go and, um, yeah, started skiing more and, and developing all my skills from there. That's awesome because it sounds like the sport found you rather than you found the sport which is honestly really awesome because so many people from all different sports are like yeah it was you know grassroots five years old wanted to do it so that's that's honestly really really cool and obviously that brings up the question did you follow or support any other sports growing up I mean mainly gymnastics um and any kind of like acrobatic sports like diving and um you know, trampolining. That was kind of my world, really. Um, I played a bit, of, a little bit of soccer and Oztag and, and netball, etc. I kind of dabbled in a lot of things and, yeah. Um, yeah, watched rugby growing up, AFL, cricket kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, just love sports in general, really. That's just my childhood, I would say. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. And I think it's a pretty fair childhood for most Aussies, even if they don't end up as a professional in sport. Um, and obviously you've mentioned in our, our LinkedIn chats that you've represented the green and gold for six years so far. First of all, what was it like getting the call up for the first time to represent Australia? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a surreal feeling, that's for sure. Like, and I think every year that you represent Australia, you kind of get that same feeling. Um, it's like, oh, they're picking me again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my road to representing Australia was it was pretty rough. Like yeah. I tell us um, about it. I I started in the program when I was eighteen, but it kind of got to a certain point where they decided that they just didn't think I kind of I had what it took and oh. they didn't think I had the talent. So um It's a bit of a shit yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. So and I was like, hang on, no, I haven't even had a chance yet. I can absolutely do this sport. Um because yeah. by that point I'd fallen in love with it too. And I was like, I really wanna do this and I wanna get to the Olympics. Like I'm invested. Um like I'm doing this or, you know, I'm I'm not I don't have a job. There's no in there's no in between sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it kind of got to a point when I was about uh twenty, twenty years yeah. old. Um yeah, I got uh, my funding cut from the program and I decided like, well, there's no other coaches in Australia that will take me. Um, I'm going to have to move overseas if I want to continue this. So I ended up moving to Switzerland. I found okay. a Swiss coach and trained with the Swiss team and trained with them for a year before Australia looked at me again. And so you then- had to train in another bloody country with another country's national team before the mm-hmm. Aussies were like, hey, actually... We kind of want yeah. you on our team now. Jeez. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So you Appreciate made them look. You made them turn their heads, which is absolutely great. And the Coasty Way, because it's so hard to get anywhere in professional sports from the Central Coast, let alone, uh, for lack of a better term, a niche sport compared to the other sports that are played here. Like, that's incredible. Continue, continue the story, please. Yeah. I mean, it was rough, that's for sure. But it's also like, probably one of the best years of of my life in the sport um when I was training with the Swiss team I just learned so much um and I just kind of became a different person and eventually a year later they brought me back into the Australian team and um I continued on from there but 
yeah, I mean, the the friendships I built and and everything I got from my coach there, it's just very invaluable. It's just um Well, they very- literally got you back to the level of competing like with Australia. So absolutely. Exactly, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, That's unfathomable. Like because anyone else could have been forgiven for, you know, just packing it in. They could be like, you know what? I gave them my all. They said I'm not good enough or, you know, or this, that, the other. I gave it a red or crack. But no, you were like, nah, pardon my language, fuck this. I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. literally make them see that I'm good enough. And you did that, which is awe-inspiring as well. My next question is obviously a World Cup win. First of all, how does the World Cup work? for people who may not know or understand? And secondly, mm-hmm. what was it like getting the win in the World Cup in the green and gold that decided you weren't good enough years ago to be like, fuck you, I won a World Cup sort of thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was incredible. I. It was, I think it was a, a year later, a year after I'd got the, the um gotten back in the Australian uniform and yeah I was in Deer Valley Utah where I am currently and I uh, got to perform um, at that World Cup and everybody there that had uh, said I wasn't good enough um, they were all there that's um, even better I love that Um, so I ended up getting bronze at that uh, World Cup and stood on the podium and it was just honestly such a surreal feeling um number three yeah. in the world that's incredible yeah um I don't know it's just it felt like everything kind of came together at that moment I guess yeah. um everything all that pain the years beforehand um, did their tones sort of change after you made the podium towards like being like hey let's give you everything we need or what, what, what do you need we'll give it to you sort of thing yeah yeah I mean there's a very strict funding criteria yeah, of um, course in- you know, across any government funded sport. Um, and, you know, once you kind of get on that podium, it just opens up a few more doors. Um, Especially and- with sponsors as well, like, cause they would help with third parties funding as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, people kind of take a look at you and they're like, Oh, she's, she's actually, you know, the real Good. deal, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely surreal. Um, always chasing that feeling. And I think any athlete is. That's, Amazing. Um, And obviously right now you're in the US. So I've got a question about Australia and it's what's the main thing you miss about Australia when you're over in the US or traveling for the sport? Hmm. Um, Well, that's a great question. And I want to say Tim Tams and Vegemite. To be honest, but it's your family, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is my family. <laughs> um, I was actually going to say, I was going to say, know, feel free to say your yeah. family, not your, not Vegemite, because I mean, it does slap. But apparently, you can yeah. buy it in in America. So, yeah, no, it's um, it's everyone back at home, and I feel like now, you know, for the first time in a long time, I've had a a base at home, and I live in Brisbane now, and so I've developed a lot of you know friendships and circles and, um. Yeah, that's that's crazy flip because I was born in Brisbane but raised on the central coast. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's... Yeah, so but you're right, pardon? I said, How funny, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, whereas you're raised on the coast but you know, got a base up in Brisbane now, which is freaking flip basically, which is great to hear. 
Your feet deserve a break, guys. And what better way to treat them right than with a new pair of thongs? And guys, Toey Thongs has you covered. No word of an actual lie. These thongs are the comfiest pairs I've ever, ever owned. Straight out of the package, soft as heck. You know, they come in single plugger and double, double plugger. I'm currently rocking the single pluggers. Um, yeah, guys, for just $30 per solo pair. And the more you buy, the cheaper they get. And who doesn't love cheap thongs, you know? They also offer a monthly subscription to receive a pair every month for six months. So if you're a thong fiend or just need a new pair, be sure to head to toeythongs.com. Use our code LIFEINSPORT15 for 15% off at checkout. We've got some quick fire questions, and then we'll get into sort of the finalizing sort of questions. Um, first question on the quick fire is Apple or Android? Apple. Absolutely. Well, Apple phone is what I use, but I use a Windows computer because editing and stuff. Next yeah. question. How do you like your steak? If that is you eat steak, because you could be vegetarian for all I know. Yeah, medium rare. Medium rare, absolutely. And I said this in the most recent episode and the episode before that, there was a bloke a few episodes ago that said, well done. And I was just like, oh, nah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be <laughs> chewing. Um, what's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, I really like the imitation game. Um, good film. And Gladiator. I don't know. Oh, no way, it. because my guest that I just had on an hour ago said Gladiator. There you go. Yeah. And you're the only two people who've said Gladiator. So that's that's crazy. It's a day for it. <laughs> it, it, it. As they say in Australia, it is a day for it. Absolutely. Um, and final question of the quick fire is thongs or crocs? Thongs. Absolutely. Um, Radio, and I've got some final questions to wrap this up. First of all, um, obviously, high-intense sport, regardless of what sport it is, everyone needs a mental decompressor. What do you like to do in your off time away from the sport to, you know, steer your focus away from it for a bit? Um, honestly, Netflix, movies, TV shows, um, music. That got, just... any, got any binge show recommendations? I just watched Severance. Okay. Um, it's on Apple TV. Um, it's very interesting. It's uh, it's not exactly a comedy, um, but yeah, cool. I okay. recommend that. Yeah. Okay. And what? So obviously you just finished that. Have you picked a show that you're going to start? Yeah, Boy Swallows Universe. Okay, I've not heard of that. Have you watched the first episode? Give us a bit of a what's it about. Yeah, so it's based in Brisbane, actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's basically these kids growing up in Brisbane, and there's um some uh crime going on, drug drug things going on. Um, so Brisbane, basically. Brisbane, basically, yeah. yeah. So um yeah, I've watched the first episode. It's really good. So okay, so that's the recommendations. Awesome. <laughs> um, obviously, your goal is to make the Olympic team. And obviously it's a summer Olympic year this year, not the winter Olympic year. Um, what do you feel like you could possibly, I mean, I doubt you need to do anything better than what you're doing now, but what do you think you could do to possibly improve your chances of, you know, going to the Olympics? I mean, right now I'm working full time and training as well. So being able to take some time away from work to train a little bit more um, would definitely improve my general skill set and mm -hmm. chances of sort of performing better. So that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So um obviously to anyone who doesn't know, you do work in a sports related 
company. Uh, we won't mm. mention who and whatnot for privacy reasons, but mm. it's lucky enough that during that their sporting season is during the winter in Australia. So that yes. means you've got the entire Northern Hemisphere winter off, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Um, yeah. How do you juggle the, as you were just saying, the time of, especially when it's in winter in Australia while working in Australia, to, you know, hone your craft? I mean, we're pretty lucky. We have a training centre in Brisbane, so that's oh, why awesome. I'm... Hang on, um, no. there's no snow in Brisbane. Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> it's it's a bit of a weird one, but okay. we do our we practice all our jumps off some man-made jumps into water. Oh, um, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we call it water ramping and that's basically our off season. So gotcha. usually I'll work in the morning or sorry, train in the morning and then go yep. to work in the afternoon and then like do gym after work. So it's um that way you're still getting your your physical training, your work yep. and your gym session done. Yes. Yeah. That's really because so, I've always wondered how um Aussies in particular and or people from hotter countries such as New Zealand, South Africa manage to train for winter sports in a summer bloody climate. Yeah, yeah. No, there's wow. um they're becoming pretty clever now with the way that winter athletes can train. So um I'm just lucky that there's a training center in Brisbane because we didn't have that a couple of years ago. Oh wow, that's yeah, wow. And obviously I've got a final question for you and obviously I think I know the answer is Olympics, but what's next for Abby Wilcox? Honestly, this season I'm just trying to find my feet again in the sport and, um, you know, improve on some things and, and enjoy it along the way. But ultimately, yes, the Olympics is is the dream, um, but just kind Absolutely. of take it step by step. Absolutely. Is there any um, sort of... World Cup or something like that coming up this year or next year, at least before the Olympics? Yeah, yep. So I've got two coming up. One's on the 3rd of Feb and one's on the 10th of Feb. Okay, so. and and where are these located, if you know what I'm asking, so we can try and plug it when they're sort of coming up? Yeah, so Deer Valley um, in Utah, so where I am now, and then in Quebec in Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Radio. So, yeah. um, also, is that are they televised or is it live streamed on like Red Bull's Facebook sort of thing? Um, it's live streamed. It's on. Um, it's called FIS Freestyle International Skiing. So, oh, so F I double S. Uh, just F I S. Okay, cool. Well, um, I'll definitely and- pop that into the description, and I'll definitely be sure to plug that when it's like when both of those events are up because definitely want to support our Aussies, especially our fellow Coasties. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. And obviously do those, actually I've got a, a question to go off that is, do those competitions sort of work towards points towards being um, selected for Olympic teams? They do. Um, not this season though. The qualifications okay. start next season. Gotcha. So it's the year before the Olympic sort of season starts. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So then you get two seasons to um to qualify. Um okay. and in the second season is when the Olympics happen. So. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. So yeah, again, thank you very much for your time. Um we'll definitely get you on again in a year or two's time to see how you're tracking, how you're progressing, and hopefully donning that green and gold for the Winter Olympics um in the next one. Also, I don't know where it's being hosted yet. Obviously, winter sports people do. Can you let us know mm-hmm. where it's being hosted? Yes, in Italy, Milan. Ooh, 
Jeez. So she's not only been to Switzerland. She's <laughs> in America. She's going to Canada. Now she's going to Italy if and when she makes the Australian team. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I'm glad that it's in a country with lots of nice food. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, right. Yeah. That about wraps that up. Thank you very much for your time, Abby. I very much appreciate it. I'm going to click the stop.